If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Orange Thunder and Abigail 13. Welcome back, everybody, to Nintendo Switchcraft. This is episode 623. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a whole bunch about Pokemon. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy has a demo out that we can finally try. Uh, Speaking of that, Bravely Default 2 is now out, and as is Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Uh, Those stories, possibly more, on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. All right, let's start everything off with the recent announcements that came from the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Uh, They are bringing back Brilliant, well, uh, Diamond and Pearl, which were uh, the Pokemon games that were on the original Nintendo DS. And uh, they're bringing them back as Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Basically, it's the, according to uh, the Pokemon Company, it's essentially a one-to-one recreation, just with updated visuals, and now focused on one screen instead of two screens. I kind of have have lost my interest in the Pokemon games. They always tend to be the same. The story is not really all the all that interesting to me. Mostly, I just want to go around and collect stuff, and I know that for most people. That's really like the fighting is really where it's at, but I find the fighting to be actually a little dull as well. I like just collecting stuff. And so I think I'm going to pass on this just like I passed on uh, the the sword and shield versions. I mean, Pokemon seems to just keep going back to the well over and over here. Let's re-release this. Let's uh, re-release that. Uh, we've got some new Pokemon to to bring out, so we'll we'll bring a new Pokemon game, and they they just kind of print money. And I don't want to say that it's low effort, but to me, it's almost Madden like or you know uh, FIFA like, where it's just the same game over and over again with uh, slight tweaks here and there. Yes, they do add new Pokemon from time to time which I think a lot of people get excited about. But it to me, it's just skins, honestly. So I'm not excited about uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Let's move on and talk about... They announced a new Pokemon game that's coming out in 2022. This one is called Legends Arceus. And this one's really weird. This is not the same Pokemon game that you're used to. Uh, I will say that I watched the footage, and good God, the frame rate was terrible. Now, the Pokemon Company never really puts the effort, in my opinion, they don't put the effort into making the frame rate look good, but most of the time it's like 30 frames per second, and it's fine. 
Legends uh, Arceus, and hopefully I'm saying that right, I mean, it looked like 10 frames per second. Of course, the game isn't coming out until 2022. What we're looking at is super early footage, so I'm sure it'll get better as time goes on. But even somebody like myself who tends to gloss over frame rate hiccups, that was really jarring to see it. Um, this is very different than other Pokemon games. And this this one I'm much more interested in. We'll see how this progresses between now and 2022. That's a long way away. Here's what they have to say about it. As trainers explore the natural expanses of Pokemon Legends Arceus, they'll encounter Pokemon that call these Grand Vistas home. To catch wild Pokemon, players can study the Pokemon's behavior sneak up on them, then throw Pokeballs. Players can also battle wild Pokemon with their allied Pokemon by throwing a Pokeball holding their allied Pokemon uh, near the wild Pokemon. It's too many Pokemons in that sentence. Players will seamlessly enter battle. This new gameplay angle is intended to provide trainers with an immersive experience. So as I was watching the footage, what it seemed like I mean, they didn't show any turn-based stuff. And Pokemon has always been a turn-based game. I take my turn. The Pokemon take their turn. Uh, you know, my stuff is effective. This is super effective. That kind of thing. I'm not seeing any of that in this. In fact, uh, they showed some footage. The The trainer is hiding in some tall grass. They see some Pokemon often off in the distance. They throw a Pokeball at it. And then it just captures. There is no battle with it at all. I'm not sure what the gameplay, what the combat mechanics are going to be like in this game. But it's wildly different than other Pokemon games. And to me, that's interesting. Um, I know it seems like I'm crapping all over Pokemon right now. I, look, I, I understand that they are objectively extremely popular games. I just have kind of, they've lost their sheen to me. Uh, but Arceus seems interesting, and I'm definitely going to be watching that. Another Pokemon that kind of bucks the normal traditions uh, is the Pokemon Snap game. Originally, it came out on the N64, and now we finally have new Pokemon Snap. That game is coming out on April 30th. Basically, it's like a you know you're going through the world and you want to take photographs of the Pokemon, and then your photographs, they get scored based on uh, a couple of things, like the subject of the of, of the photograph, like what pose is it in, how large do they appear, um, and how, how well did you get them facing uh, the camera, where are they in the frame. So each photo gets between one and four stars, indicating how common or rare the behavior displayed is. This seems like the kind of game where you can play it over and over and over again and, you know, you get better and better at it or, you know, it's a it's a slightly different experience each time. I feel like this is the kind of game that, that is going to have a lot of replay value. Um, I'm not sure if it's for me, but it's definitely going to be very, very popular. Pokemon Snap is one of those games that tons of people look back on as really, really awesome, even though I skipped out on it, um, you know, when it came out because I was never into Pokemon uh, back in the day. Uh, but a lot of people swear by Pokemon Snap, and New Snap is going to, 
uh, I'm sorry, for, forgive the pun, but it's going to be it gets snapped up by a whole bunch of people as soon as it comes out on April 30th. I was expecting that they would mention something about Labo VR being integrated. This is the perfect kind of game to integrate with Labo VR. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, Labo VR is this weird way that Nintendo was able to sell people a box of cardboard. And so then you fold and cut the cardboard into a shape. You put your Nintendo Switch in there. And now you have a uh, a little VR headset. Of course, the Nintendo Switch has a 720p screen. So the VR doesn't really look all that great. But it's still pretty cool. Uh, and this seems like the perfect kind of game to go with Labo VR. In fact, they have... You know, one of the things, one of the one of the uh, boxes that you can buy contains a camera that you can make. You fold you fold everything, and now suddenly you have a camera with your Nintendo Switch, which is really cool. I'm honestly surprised that they haven't mentioned this already because you know it would spur more sales of Labo. Not like Nintendo uh, has all of that stuff just sitting on shelves. Labo sold pretty well. Uh, But anyway, April 30th for new Pokemon Snap. All right, let's move on to uh, Project Triangle Strategy. They have their first demo. Uh, I want to applaud um, Square Enix for the way that they've been doing their demos lately. I think it's really fantastic. They put out a demo of their game. They get feedback from the players They make changes based on that feedback. They put out another demo. They get feedback. They rinse and repeat until they actually release the game. Uh, They did this with Project Octopath Traveler, which Triangle Triangle Strategy is part of that universe. They did this with Bravely Default 2, and uh, I'm glad to see that they are continuing to do uh, this new demo system with Triangle Strategy. So I downloaded the demo for Project Triangle Strategy, and uh, the the gameplay, the combat itself, is really good. I love how you get bonus damage by you know taking elevation into into account or your positioning. I like how at the end of your turn it tells you, hey, you know, face your character the right way. I like at the bottom of the screen, it shows uh, all of the characters who are going to be going uh, between now and like the end of the round. All of that stuff is fantastic. But man, I mean, look, I don't know. Maybe my tastes uh, of games have changed. Uh, Maybe JRPGs are becoming less interesting to me. But like many JRPGs, this game contains... A ridiculous amount of dialogue like a lot of talking and like I was I, I didn't want to get spoiled on the story because you know they tell you right at the very beginning that when you start playing this this game the this snapshot of the game takes place kind of in the middle of the game so you're probably not really going to understand what's happening um, you know it's just it's just to show you what the game is like they did increase the difficulty so that you can see how hard uh, the game can really get, which I thought was kind of interesting. I would have liked to see, um, you know, a way to play the demo with the difficulty at normal and then uh, then ramp up the difficulty with a setting so that I could try it out uh, in that way. But, you know, I, 
if you hold down the R button, which I found out by accident, uh, if you hold down the R button on your controller, everything will go really, really fast. And of course, you can hit the start button to skip like cutscenes, but then there's dialogue cutscenes that you can't really skip with the start button. You just hold down the R button and it speeds through it incredibly quickly. I skipped every cutscene and I held down the R button when appropriate. And it still took me five minutes to get to the actual combat of the demo. And it's just way too long. And, and Okay, so I, I understand that, that, you know, all of the dialogue stuff and all of the cutscene stuff is probably incredibly important. And it's probably why most people are there. And I'm not saying don't put that stuff in. But man, that's all that's a lot of just sitting there and, you know, reading dialogue between a couple of characters. I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing, but to me, I feel like maybe my tastes are just changing and I'm less interested in super talky games. I want to get right into the action a lot of times. Um, but hey, you know what? If you're a big fan of JRPGs, then I bet that not all of that stuff sounds perfectly fine to you. In which case you definitely should check out uh, project triangle strategy because a that's very typical JRPG. So if you're a fan of those, then that's up your alley. But B the, uh, the, the combat system is really fantastic. And and I'm very interested to see uh, what else that, where else that they can go with it. Uh, We were having a conversation in our community discord If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, there is a link in the description down below. Uh, And people were talking about how they they went through the same fight multiple times. And like one time they they focused on like having character X as their main character. Uh, But then another time they went in, they brought somebody else who had the ability to cast blind. And they were like blinding everybody and making it really hard for others to attack them. Again, this seems like another game that's going to have a lot of replayability factor um, makes it even more important for you to be able to skip cutscenes and stuff. I, I I actually do say well done Square Enix on giving me the ability to skip cutscenes or hold down the R button to speed through stuff. Because if you don't care about that stuff, then you know you just want to speed through to the next the next fight. That's really important. Uh, real quick before we move on, uh, if you don't know what Project Triangle Strategy is. It is a uh, isometric strategy tactics game in the same, hopefully I'm using this word correctly, milieu of um, Final Fantasy Tactics or Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, but it takes place in the Project Octopath Traveler uh, universe. So I'm, I'm very interested to see more of this, but I'm not sure if, if it's something that I will end up picking up, I'll play more of the demo, but I'm not sure if I'm going to end up picking up the game. Not because the the game itself isn't good, but just I feel like it's uh, less interesting to me, the the chatty Cathiness of it. All right. Speaking of chatty Cathiness, uh, Bravely Default 2 is out. You can now pick it up. Um, you know, our my... Our community Discord has been talking about it. They've been saying very good things about it. I played the demo. I thought the demo was fantastic. Of course, JRPG from Square Enix. 
lots and lots of dialogue. The voice acting is is superb, and uh, I really like the game. I haven't picked this up yet because I'm still kind of knee-deep in uh, playing uh, Bowser's Fury and Super Mario 3D World, which, of course, you know, that's one of those games where you hit the button, you get right into gameplay, you know? And so I'm having a lot of fun with that. I've also, not on the Nintendo Switch, but I've been playing uh, tons of Valheim on the PC on uh, Steam. That game is really, really good, and I hope that it comes to consoles at some point because it's fantastic, and I think that a lot of people uh, who don't play games on PC are missing out on probably, I'm going to say one of the, I know I know it's February uh, as I record this, but probably one of the best games of the year, and I'm going to say definitely one of the best games that I've played in years. It's not often that, that games like, grab a hold of me and they're like, okay, um, the other games that you have don't exist anymore. You're going to play this one. Uh, you know, world of Warcraft did that. Minecraft did that. Valheim is doing that. It's just so good. So, and breath of the wild did that. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a Minecraft like game. Anyway, I'm moving on because it's not on the Nintendo switch, but that's what I've been playing a lot of lately. Okay. So bravely default two is out. Uh, speaking of games that are recently out, Ghosts of Goblin, Ghosts in Goblins Resurrection is now out. I almost bought it. It's it's thirty. Is it thirty or forty? I think it's forty bucks. I think it's thirty nine dollars on the eShop. If I'm wrong about that, I will uh, post it in the video that I'm wrong. And uh, if I am wrong about this on the podcast, then sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection is also out. I really wish that there were a demo for this game. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the art style, but I, I like it. Every time I watch it, the gameplay looks really, really fantastic. It looks like one of those games where you just hop right into the to the fray and start throwing stuff at zombies and stuff. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins. I loved playing that on my NES back in the day. I never played Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the NES, on the Super Nintendo. Uh, but I heard good things about it. No, obviously not as good as the original, I'm sure. Uh, but Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, it kind of got away from the uh, the 8-bit sprites and they went more of the hand-drawn art style, which most of the time I have no problem with. It's just something about it feels a little off to me. That being said, the game looks really, really fun and I want to try it out, but I don't know that I want to jump in there for uh, the full price. This is a game, look, Capcom, if you believe that your game is awesome, then do yourself a favor and put out a demo and let people try it out. Because the more people that try it out, if it's a good game, then they'll end up buying it. Uh, So Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection is now out, uh, and uh, I think that it would do well to have a demo. Uh, The last thing that I want to mention on this episode of Switchcraft is is that on March 4th at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, that's really early, um, they're doing a Pyra and Mithra Smash update. So if you didn't watch the Nintendo Direct, then you're probably unaware that um, in coming to Smash is Pyra slash Mithra. They are two characters combined into one character. These are um, the main sword, I'm sorry, the main 
um oh god so it's the drivers and the well, now i can't remember what they're called i think blade there we go they're the main blade characters from uh xenoblade chronicles 2 on the nintendo switch fantastic game great jrpg by the way uh with an amazing combat system and in that game pyra and mithra are kind of like the same character and that's what they're doing when they bring uh pyra over to smash they're bringing her other the other half of the coin as well and that was announced but we really don't know how they play and every time that they bring a new character to smash ultimate one of the things that they do is they they always have a longer form video that explains this is how the character plays and how we were able to get like the essence of a character in some other game and bring that essence into smash and have it work with the systems that are already in there with the like what is it like 87 characters at this point it's crazy how many characters are in smash but um mr sakurai i assume mr sakurai is going to be doing this he, he tends to do these uh, mr sakurai will be uh demonstrating pyra slash mithra how you can play as those characters on march 4th at 9 a.m., uh, super um, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. You can convert to your time zone wherever you live. Um, super early, but that's probably because he lives in Japan, and it's not super early for him. You know, the Earth is round, uh, despite what you might have heard uh, from weirdos on the internet. Uh, anyway, that's it from this weirdo on the internet. If you have any uh, idea, uh, thoughts about the Nintendo Direct uh, that we haven't talked about yet or um, thoughts about Pokemon or Triangle Strategy or Bravely Default 2 or Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, leave a comment in the comment section down below. If you're listening to the podcast, you want to check out the video version of the podcast, you can easily do that by heading on over to nerdnest.tv. That just about does it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you haven't already checked out the Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Over there, you can sign up. Uh, at whatever tier best benefits you, we have the Buck a Month tier, which uh, gets all of the episodes without any ads in them. Then there's the Early Access tier, which gets you access to all of my content uh, before anybody else. And then finally, we have our producers. Uh, that would be people like John Eisenmager, Bowser, and Travis McGuire. Thank you very much for the support. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.